Mal in My Shoes, the Walk and Talk podcast with the forever 2019 Arkansas Teacher of the Year and nationally recognized esteemed educator, Stacey McAdoo. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of A Mile in My Shoes. I am Stacey McAdoo, your forever 2019 Arkansas Teacher of the Year. And today I am walking with a 16-year veteran, a high school English teacher who is from Arkansas, but this individual is taught in a couple of different school districts within the state. They are nationally board certified and renewed, which is a really big, big deal. Uh, trying to think what else I want to share with you all. I don't know. Other than she is one of the most brilliant and compassionate and nice individuals that I have ever met in my entire life. So can the person on the other end of the call please tell the listening audience who you are? Yes, this is Holly Howard. And I, like you said, taught for 16 years in three different districts around the state. I grew up in South Arkansas and have landed in Northwest Arkansas for the past 10 years. And I did just renew my national board certification, which is so exciting. And a huge weight off my shoulders. I'm sure I can hear the, I can hear the, the relief and the excitement in your voice when you say that and the smile. Yes, and I slid in at the last minute. (laughs) I slid in at the last minute for 10 years, so I got it for a while. Yes. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how and why you got into education? Um, Sure. I feel like I've had this conversation with a lot of people lately, and I feel like this is the answer I'm hearing really frequently. My mom was a teacher. Um, my mom taught special ed for 30 years, um, in South Arkansas. And I just grew up in her classroom. We know special ed teachers are so busy and so overwhelmed and overworked. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of time in her classroom, um, my little sister and I, and she ended up a social worker. So we both work, um, with kids and she works with, um, developmentally delayed adults. So I just feel like being in the classroom and watching my mom be that compassionate, dedicated educator is what is where I ended up. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to do what she did. And then in, I grew up in El Dorado and I had all amazing teachers, but my best teachers were always my English teachers. Um, and I knew I loved to read, but I didn't go to college to do English. I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. I just kind of fell into my old habits and became an English teacher. What did you go to college for? (laughs) If you look at my, like, graduation announcement in the Elder Red newspaper from 2002, I went for forensic science, which makes me laugh out loud. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I ever took a course. I may have taken one. Um... But I just knew the math and science world was not for me. I was a, I was a word person, and so I ended up loving my comp classes and took some lit classes yeah. and stayed with it. <laughs> oh my! Okay, so you said that you grew up um, in your mother's classroom, and you you love and admire and adore her so much that you wanted to follow in her footsteps. Do you have a? Um, a fond memory from that time, or maybe what's your best memory from school period, either 
as a classroom teacher now or when you were younger? I always watched my mom. We always had kids that would almost become a part of our family that she would kind of take in and take care of. And we'd see them around town. You know, they worked at different places or we'd see them at football games. And I just saw how individual kids needed my mom, um, needed a strong female figure in their life. And she was that. And so that was always my favorite memory of like being a little kid and I can walk into this group of like big, huge high school kids and they all knew who I was and would yeah. take care kids on the bus always watched out for me because they knew my yeah. mom so that was always special but that kind of immediately is what caught me and hooked me into teaching is when my very first job was in Lone Oak and I had a student who very obviously needed anyone in his life um and he I always say he is the reason why I teach but we developed a bond and he and another teacher and I um, just became real tight and we just, he took care of me as a new teacher and I looked out for him and, um, Aww. he had some struggles and ended up at Morehouse and does amazing things in Atlanta now. And so it, my favorite moment was getting his college graduation invitation because I knew I had done something in high school for him to help him get there. That's so sweet. I have two. <laughs> so I, I guess it's, pretty safe to uh, to say or assume that um, the children and your relationships with them are what has kept you in education? Because I, and I, I say that because when you talked about special needs teachers working really hard, mm-hmm. English teachers <laughs> <laughs> work like really, really hard. Like you guys never have a break because you're always grading papers and there's a lot of pressure on on your discipline specifically with test scores and everything I feel that yeah two weeks from the ACT I'm responsible for the half of their tests I told them that today um so feeling that pressure is intense but I also feel like the content's really intense but I love it I think the hardest part with English teachers because we are a humanities course we have that human element and for some reason kids always latch on to their English teachers like sometimes more than their math or science teachers just because we talk yeah. about emotions and human relationships and so I think the emotional toll is really heavy too especially right now yeah. I'm in the middle of a memoir unit in the middle of COVID <laughs> and so just yeah. having kids pour out their heart and soul there's a lot to carry but I love it yeah um just FYI we are halfway into our mile, and I only okay. have a couple more questions for you. Um, when looking at your resume and your bio, I saw that it was really sprinkled with a whole lot of, um, whole lot of, whole lot of different kinds of leadership roles and activities. Can you talk a little bit about leading from the classroom and why you think that's important? Yeah, so that has been kind of inadvertently. I just did a whole lot of PD early in my career um, that focused on that. And I wasn't like consciously like obsessed with teacher leadership or anything. Like I was still trying to get the lay of the land. But that has really become like the theme of, of my career right now is figuring out ways that teachers can lead from the classroom and doing it in a way where... 
I think teachers are the school's most valuable resource, but the also most underutilized. We have mm-hmm. experts in the classroom, and a lot of times those experts aren't even invited to the table for conversation. Right. Um, and so to help create roles in my district or to help encourage teachers in my district, that's just been something I've really been passionate about because I feel like I'm, I am confident in my teaching. I feel like I'm a strong teacher, but I don't want to be a principal. I don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave the classroom. I want to stay there. And I think there should be a way that teachers can do that and not just funnel all the best educators out of the classroom into administration. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, um, you know, I was in the classroom for 19 years before I transitioned out, and I never mm-hmm. had the desire to go into administration because the classroom is where I love. And yeah. for some reason, people, people seem to think that teachers should aspire <laughs> to, to leave mm-hmm. the classroom, like, like being in the classroom is a punishment or something, and it's uh-huh. not. It's not. It's what I love. It's the reason why I do what I do. If I didn't get to work with kids every single day, and I know admin are still in the building with kids, but they don't have that connection like right. a teacher does. If I lost that, right. I don't know that I could stay in this field. Yeah. Um, if you had an opportunity to spend 15 minutes with, I don't know, the Secretary of Education, either for Arkansas or for the United States. Uh-huh. What would you talk? What would you talk about, and what would your ask be? I dream of this because I feel like my missed up, not missed opportunity, because I love what I do. But in my other life, I'd like to be involved in politics. I always think about how these two worlds go together in educational policy, and so I think if I got one of them in the room right now in this moment. The thing that I think as many problems as we have with COVID and all the other things going on in the world, I think right now one of the biggest problems is public perception of teachers and teachers' relationship with the community. Mm-hmm. And I think that I would ask what their plan is to like step in with some kind of public relations. Like, what are you going to do to remind people that teachers are the heart of our community? that everybody has that special teacher. And instead of villainizing or creating this um, animosity between teachers and parents or teachers and admin, there needs to be a wake-up call and a reminder of what teachers are and what we do. And I think changing that perspective, because it has shifted over the past few years, changing Mm -hmm. that perspective to where this is a valued and respected many of the other problems that we're dealing with yeah. right now. How do you think we, how do we do that though? <laughs> I don't know. We've actually talked about it in my district a little bit. And I just thought like, there has to be some kind of like national campaign or even here in our That's community like, yeah. campaign yeah. of your favorite teacher, you know, kids talking to teachers and seeing kids engage with these important people in their lives and then reminding these adults who they had and who that person was because everybody had one. And I think if they can remember that feeling they had, that would change the game. I love that. Let's start that campaign. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. As you were, as you were talking about that, it made me remember when I was growing up, 
you remember those army commercials and you may I may be that much older than you and you don't remember this but there used to be these um we do more than by 6 a.m than you do all day or not that's yes, those yes, words. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so there I mean when you talk about campaigns for an industry for you know the a whole system they mm-hmm. always campaign for the armed services so yeah uh-huh. it would make sense to do the and same I think for like the, the reading posters remember the posters that said read and then it would be like Shaquille O'Neal or whatever like we need those with teachers like yeah. teachers and celebrities and teachers and everyday people and teachers and politicians like <laughs> we need that we need to yeah. do that that's my dream. That's what I dream about. I think, like, I'm, I'm so for real. When we get off this call, let's figure out how to make that campaign happen. <laughs> let's do uh, it. Let's do it. Um, I'm a couple of blocks away from the end of my destination. Um, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you about? Huh. I just think right now I've spent a lot of time thinking about how we get more teachers in the field and how like I'm watching my three very best personal friends. Oh, there's a school bus. Um, my three personal best friends who are also my professional colleagues. We had a conversation last night and the three of them have all left education in two years and they are Mm. some of the best, most dedicated, passionate teachers I know. And I think we're losing veteran teachers from exhaustion and burnout and COVID mm-hmm. and all these different things that are happening. I think that we really have to start thinking strategically as a country about how we're going to rehabilitate this workforce of teachers, how we're going to get good people back into the classroom and keep them coming into the classroom um, yeah. so that all students have that relationship. And so that's just, that's what's been on my mind lately. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, that's a big lift, but it is definitely uh-huh. needed. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, before we close out, uh, do you have any resources that you would like to recommend? Um, it could be a book or a service or organization or anything that, that you think teachers must have and or that would help lighten the load from teachers? Uh-huh. Um, I'm so passionate about my content. I feel like my answer to this question is always content-related, but there is so much to these two people, Penny Kittle and Kelly Gallagher, experts in the English language arts field, and I feel like they are helping rethink the classroom and how we avoid burnout but still have excellent instruction and see student achievement. So anything about the two of them, even their tweets are the things that keep me going. (laughs) And then I have been recently obsessed with, um, social media seems to be what keeps me going. Like I read all the books and I, you know, go to all the conferences and things, but that's an everyday thing you can read and see. And Jason Reynolds for me, I have been obsessed lately. He's the, children's ambassador or ambassador for literature for the library of congress and an author and he's just so supportive of teachers and speaks to every single kid and making sure kids feel seen in the classroom and just seeing what he writes and everything he writes everything he says every interview he does 
has kept me going this year. Okay, well, I'm going to have to check him out. <laughs> before, <laughs> before we put a pin in this whole conversation, um, I always ask the guests to share a snippet of their favorite song or poem or book or movie or quote. Do you have anything that immediately pops in your head? Oh, as an English teacher, I just carry, I'm like the end of Fahrenheit 451. I carry all these books in my head, but I can never quote them. I can never just make them fall out beautifully. But mine is kind of a mantra that I'm living by right now. And it's something I do in my yoga practice, which is the way I'm surviving. And um, my our yoga instructor always says, return to your breath. And I tell uh. myself that probably 25 times a day when I can feel my shoulders rise and my jaw clench yeah. and just start to feel my breath, you know, get labored, but return to my breath. Remember what I'm doing, why I'm there, what my purpose is, and let it go and get back into oh. back into my groove. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> I'm going to end by saying namaste. <laughs> namaste. <laughs> so I hope that, well, look, the light in me recognizes the light in you. And I hope that you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day and an even better um, year. Thank you so much. It's so good to visit with you as always. For more information about or to contact your host, Stacey McAdoo, the forever 2019 Arkansas Teacher of the Year, visit stillstacy.com. That is S-T-I-L.